Welcome to Between the Fur. I'm Ken, and as a professional mascot, I need professional costumes, right? People always ask me, who makes your costumes? I tell them Alinko Costumes in Salt Lake City. Alinko makes just about everything for me, and they do an amazing job. Alinko not only builds costumes, they have a design service that's free, and they also service their costumes as well. However, now the largest and oldest costume company in the U.S. just turned it up a notch by bringing on my friend, John Absey, formerly the Jazz Bear, to help with product development, processes, sales, and quality control. Hey, if you need a costume done right from the very start, don't waste time or money. Call Alinko. That's spelled A-L-I-N-C-O and get it done right. As a professional mascot, one of the hardest things is finding creative props and toys to use while you're performing. It's hard unless you visit the store at GameOps.com. My friends over at GameOps.com have dozens of mascot-related products. Okay, here's an example. You're working on a proposal skit. They have a giant engagement ring prop to make the joke even bigger. There's plenty more at the store, so visit the store, GameOps.com, and take a look. It's awesome, man. They have everything. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, coming in. Yeah. Ken. Super <laughs> yeah. Ken. Super Ken. <laughs> What's right. up? Man, just uh, same old stuff. Living the dream. Living the dream. Well, welcome to Between the Fur. <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks. Uh, I'm thanks thrilled for coming to be on here. today, man. Yeah. It's it, my honor and pleasure. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, we've been playing a little uh, uh, phone tag-ish type of stuff. But anyway, yeah. we're finally here. So, we made it. I yeah. blame myself entirely. <laughs> As you should. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, so, hey, um, I am so glad to have you on here, man. We uh, we have a good friendship, and, and I've always uh, uh, cherished your friendship. Man, that, thanks. Just reaching out, just sharing the love right now. Yeah, I uh, love it. So right back at you. I've I've had a blast. Some of my more memorable events that you've been a part of. I can't remember the last time I saw you though. It was uh, it's been how many years? It was Kadoka, South Dakota. Oh, it was yes. what two years ago. You were tasing your son last time we saw we saw you. <laughs> hey, you can't just say stuff like that on on, on the podcast. <laughs> 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 it was probably right after I tased my mother. I tased my mother with that with a taser a couple of years ago. I've got great video of it. Uh, my dad wouldn't do it. She's like, "Oh, I'll do it." Wow. And then she freaked wow. out. Oh, oh my god! Oh. Anyway, yeah. It's a family affair at the Solomons. That's right. You know, just anything to get the adrenaline going. Yeah, no kidding. Oh well. Yeah, so, um, you know, this is Jeff Gooden, who uh, was the mascot for, let's see, the Boston Celtics first. Am I correct? Yes, correct. Okay. Yep. Yes. And then you ended up with the Mavericks. Is, was there somebody in between? Nope. Nope. Okay. N nobody in between. So, right on, right on. So tell me, tell everybody uh, how you got started. Because how many, first of all, how many years were you – an NBA mascot? Uh, 12. All together or yeah, just with all, the Mavs? Yeah, all together. All together. Okay. Yeah. And I've actually That's gone a... back to help the Mavs a couple times. I've done – still live in Dallas, so I've gone and done partial seasons here and there for the Mavericks. So it's starting to get difficult to, to, to calculate. Right, right. 
Well, you've put in your time and, and you're definitely a professional. So, well, thank you. Um, yeah. So my road to professional mascotting went through the Bud Light Daredevils, like a, a lot of guys back when, when I started late nineties ish. So I toured at the Daredevils for two years and uh, I, I had no, I didn't even know that being a mascot was a job. I, I had no clue. And then a couple of the, the, Bud Light guys started getting mascot jobs and, and realizing that, hey, this is a pretty cool deal. And it was a great fit. And fortunately, when I auditioned for the Celtics, the audition was more or less who, who's the best dunker they can find. And that, that was it. Like there was I had zero experience in costume. Um, although the Daredevil tour was a good the Daredevil show uh, kind of was good training because it was it was very acrobatic. But we had a couple skits in there and it was more about personality. And just being big and learning to perform than it was about, you know, doing huge acrobatics. Right. Which, you know, huge acrobatics go a long ways. But, man, if you can have that presence on the court where you can command a crowd, too. I mean, not just show off your abilities, but actually have some personality with it and everything. That goes a long ways. And I'm sure you guys learn that fast. Yeah, the, oh, the, oh. the Daredevils did. Yeah, absolutely. We used to get in more trouble for not celebrating the dunk than we did for missing a dunk. It was, it was, if there was a show that our boss Ty showed up at, he would come occasionally on tour and just be waiting in the locker room after the show and with a clipboard in his hand. And it, that was that was scary times. But he rarely <laughs> criticized you for for missing something. He criticized you for not smiling or having low energy or not having your hands up when the dunk went in, something like that. Because he wanted, we were supposed to be celebrating before the dunk even goes. Right. Well, he got it. Hey, you know, the crowd plays off of what you do. Yeah. I mean, if you're so excited that you just made that dunk, it makes it look like it's a little bit bigger and, and uh, that more difficult. You know, yeah. like, yeah, I just made that. Can you believe it? I did the same thing with my boys. Actually, my boys were the first junior NBA dunk team. Hmm. So believe it or not so that's my cool. three sons <laughs> came out and dunked with me uh years ago when they were little in middle school and they could barely get off the trampoline but you know i worked on that with them look after your dunk have a signature move or have mm-hmm. some kind of you know celebration or whatever uh you know even run over and high five a couple fans yeah. if you want to. yeah you know that type of thing yeah so, for sure I, I the audience wants to cheer for somebody like that i i think that's but I, to this day, if, we, if I make a dunk, I act like it's like I'm shocked that it went in. Like this is the greatest <laughs> thing that ever happened to me. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. It went in. And I celebrate now more than ever because uh, it, it just actually went in and I'm super yeah. excited. <laughs> you know? right. no. Yeah. At this age, it's more of a genuine <laughs> reaction. That's exactly it. <laughs> what? That went in? I got yeah. up high enough? Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> I'm amazing. Yeah, I'm glad you don't have to go back and try that again. That's right. It's not going well the second time. That's right. That's right. Okay, so you tried out for the the Celtics, and they were looking for a dunker. Yeah. Well, actually, I had sent videos into Orlando Magic, um, maybe even Washington Wizards, and the New Jersey Nets. Um, And I I mailed – this was back in the VHS days. I mailed in my – my highlight video in a pizza box, a Domino's pizza box. I went to Domino's and asked them for three boxes with no pizza in it. <laughs> I was hoping that that would get some attention. And I got an outright rejection letter from Orlando. Uh, and Washington, I don't think I ever heard back from. But I had a friend who was there at the time, and I, I thought he was leaving. He didn't end up leaving. And then the Nets, I got 
an interview and a call back, and I was supposed to fly out there. And then the uh, 98th, the league had a work stoppage. Oh, so yeah. It looked like I was going to get that job. And um, sometime between the time the, the lockout happened and January, I got a call from the Celtics. In fact, my wife got a call. I came home one day and she said, hey, the, a guy named Marty called for you from the Boston Celtics. And I thought, what? That's kind of cool. So, <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so, so I flew to Boston to and auditioned there, and that was quite an experience. Right. Oh, I bet. So what did they have you do? They had back then the Celtics didn't have a practice court. They practiced at Brandeis University. So I had a mini tramp sent there and they borrowed a mat from somewhere local. And uh, and I did a few dunks. And it was funny because there was there was an, an intern there, um, a couple of VPs. And then there might have been three or four other marketing department, community relations people. But they're all in suits. You know, and here's I am in shorts. I never met any of these people in my life before. And. Of course, I wanted to impress. So one of the dunks I did, I did a reverse, and I'd never actually done this before. But I did a, like a flyaway backflip off of, the, off of the, the rim and almost landed back on the trampoline. My toes hit the frame of the tramp when I landed. No. Yeah, it was terrifying. And Marty looked at me, and he goes, that was incredible, but don't ever do that again. <laughs> so, so I did my dunks, and they went well. Then, the, then he says, hey, let's get – had some – interns line up like a like like a starting lineup at the beginning of the game let's see how you'd react if uh for introducing the starting five and i'm not in a costume or anything there's just guys in a suit and you know suits and me and t-shirt and shorts and i thought man this is awkward (laughs) (laughs) and i thought yeah either i'm gonna make the biggest fool out of myself of all times and get this job or i'm gonna sort of shrink back and let him know I have no clue, so I just let it rip. And I'm sure I made the biggest fool of myself possible, but got the job. Oh, <laughs> that's great. In that situation, you just have to go all out, don't yeah. care. You know, they're looking at your face, and you just got to be like, I'm so excited to be yeah. here. This is- <laughs> yeah, it was weird. And I had no very little experience. I had no experience in costume and no acting or anything like that. But I literally thought – if I don't get the job, I'll never see any of these people again in my life anyway. So let's do it. Just... That is a great <laughs> lesson right there. Yeah. So what the heck? Yeah, it was humility. I, I'm glad nobody has How video awkward. of that. <laughs> so, you know, I remember the, the first costume for the Celtics was, I, I always, <laughs> don't get me wrong. <laughs> oh, this may sound bad and I shouldn't even say this. No, but I it... was kind of, the, I always kind of thought that there was a resemblance between you and that person. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take it. You're not the only one who's told me that. <laughs> a lot of the guys still call me lucky. Oh, my gosh. From that, although they had that, they had it underway before I got the job. And actually, when I got the job, I met with Coach Patino, and, uh, and Coach Patino wanted me to perform with no mask like it's done now. And, oh wow! And he he gave me the option of, of performing masked or unmasked, and all I could think of was I didn't know what mascots did, but I I started watching video of you and Bob Wolf and Abzi and you know some a lot of the guys around the league, and there's a lot of silly string involved, and I just I thought man I cannot stand there and spray some cat with silly string in the audience with <laughs> not wearing a costume. Think if you're if you're dressed up in a costume you can let it rip, but if not you're just 
some idiot in a <laughs> bow tie and vest spraying people with silly string. Exactly. I interviewed, get this, I interviewed Kit, who, you know, is, is uh, yeah. the guy now. Uh-huh. And uh, I said, so what's the main difference between you and, and, and other mascots right now? He's like, yeah, well, when I start going through a lady's purse, it, it doesn't quite translate. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. quite get the laugh that it does when you guys do that. Yeah. I can't really flirt with a girl and nope. put my arm around her. You right. Know? You're going to take a punch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's a kid, and I've talked about that a little bit. It's but it's it's true. They're just staring in the eye. And some reason, if you're wearing a mascot costume, even if it's a costume of a person, because the you know when I was in costume in Boston, Leprechaun or Lucky was a it was a human character, right? Right. So, it was like a it was like a person, but yeah. and, and it just had the uh, it just had this look that I was like, eh, is that the right look for that? Is that you know the eyes and the smile and, and everything it just looked uh i don't know if they just i don't i don't think they nailed it obviously they didn't no. because it didn't stick around that long but yeah there was they they had one already made when i showed up so i did it with the first year and the hair was like carved into it so it was basically a, like a compressed foam that had been painted and it zipped ah. up the back of the head so it looked like it had this massive head wound in the back like somebody taking a hatchet to the <laughs> back of the head it was it was rough. That's that's not, that can't be a good look. No, no. People would comment about it, and I would get I was self conscious. But, oh uh, but my it gosh. was so. I just did a stunt. I just came from doing a stunt. Yeah, right. uh, Pity yeah, me. That didn't go so good. <laughs> oh my gosh, visiting hospitals. That's. I mean, honestly, I can just see how this would just not work in a lot of situations no it was for you and then there was no lucky had nothing no part of the costume indicated that he worked for the celtics or was a part of the celtics it was the bow tie and the vest so the next year we got jersey and shorts but even that was a little bit you know awkward here's some guy in black pants and a white shirt with a bow tie wearing a basketball uniform (laughs) so it works a lot better the way the way it's being done now Right, right. I think they actually have made that work and and fit yeah. having somebody, you know, that's not in costume. But yeah, yeah. he's and, able to do things that that characters in the in the traditional sense can't do. Um, but at the same time, he's got yeah. his limitations as well. Like so. like full twisting flip dunk between the legs. So when yeah. Kit does it, I say I would do that, except I have to wear this costume and I can't see quite so well. And so, <laughs> like, otherwise, well, Kit, I'd be that's doing the that. Excuse I, that's the excuse I have. So that's that I use that excuse all the time. <laughs> yeah, it works. <laughs> he's just I love a it. guy. Come on, I could do that too. Yeah, he shouldn't get all the credit. Yeah, for sure. But unfortunately. I couldn't come close. I watched some of the new dunks that guys are doing, thinking yeah. you've got to be kidding. Yeah, incredible. So how long were you there in Boston? Two seasons. Oh, okay. no. I thought it was a little bit longer than that. And then how did you get to the Mavs? Well, the Mavs, I had become good friends with Scott Monenberg, oh, yeah. who was – actually, Scott was uh, one of the Daredevils also. So he and I were buddies you know, going back, and uh, Scott was on his way out. He was going to move. And he basically called and said, hey, there's a job here. I'll put in your name. So uh, that's how I got to know about it and then get get over there. I actually auditioned at, uh, at a, the last game of the season when oh, Scott was there. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of a live audition of sorts. I did the old you know, crowd plant, come out, do a dunk with Mavericks. Oh, right, right, right. Dressed as, right. A, as a Mavericks fan. Oh, I'm sure you brought the house down. 
Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It's to this day, one of the better pictures I have of me dunking in arenas from that <laughs> audition. And I flew back to Boston the next morning, did the final Boston Celtics game that day, and was moving to Dallas within wow. a week now, and a half. Did you, just give, did you just give Boston two weeks notice and, hey, I'm out? No, there was a, I had a two-year contract and, um, and it wasn't, the, the character wasn't going great. It wasn't received incredibly well. And I don't think they wanted to keep doing it. It was, from my understanding, Coach Patino, it was his idea. And he had talked everybody into it. Nobody wanted to have a mascot. And by my second season, Coach Patino was on his way out too. He'd kind of lost favor there as well. So when I left, they didn't have – I think they put an intern in the costume every now and then the next season or two. But it took a while for before – a guy named Damon Bluss did Lucky Unmasked. He was the first one. He did it before Kit and Damon and I toured together. Right. There to- and so there, it was just coming to a close anyways. The, 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 the sun was going yeah. down on that, that particular program. It just yeah. didn't catch on. And Boston, man, they're traditional. If anybody in the country – has a has a traditional type of uh setting it's it's their traditional basketball yeah uh, and it, part of it, it yeah that was a huge part of it there were several people in the office when i was there who were upset that there was a mascot and were you know th- they were not quiet about the fact that they did not like mm. the team having a mascot and uh red was still alive when i was there and he would be at games every now and then and i had there were fans that were super traditional they i had a more than one person going through the audience, meeting and greeting, would grab my hand and hold tight and say, uh, take your $7 an hour job and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking, you'd be surprised to know what they're paying me to do this. <laughs> right. In those situations, I always, I always want to lean down and say, you know, <laughs> let's compare salaries. I'll bet you anything. I make double yeah. what you make, huh? yeah yeah my other thought was i haven't set an alarm clock in right. like six months <laughs> so who's, who's right. waiting here uh at least i'm making people laugh and having fun doing it so yeah i was and i got it, it was it was a, it was a unique experience it was sort of trial by fire for after the first game my first season there, I thought it'd, it'd be fun to listen to sports talk radio on the way home and see if they they gave a shout out to lucky and uh, I never listened to sports talk no. after that. It was, yeah, yeah. They, I don't know how many minutes. It seemed like half an hour. It was maybe five, ten minutes. Boy, they oh. let them have it. It was, yeah. It was, it was rough. They, they just did not. They didn't dig the whole mascot thing at all because they were, they were used to having like halftime was some guy mopping the floor. It just, it was not a big entertainment <laughs> venue. Ah, uh, so all of a sudden. In fact, there were no dancers oh. when I was there. Right. So you were just breaking ground. Yeah. Wow. I can't even imagine. I mean, yeah, yeah for I, sure. I, I was nervous when I first got introduced. And I tell you what, it was my, there was a lot of things in my introduction that got that, that backfired. Oh, really? They introduced me no, at halftime. And then they, but they were saying like, they, they introduced me that I was in a sense that, I don't know, in a way that involved the news, that involved, you know, a broadcast. Oh, wow. There's a big storm, you know, coming into town and lightning everywhere and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, You know, there's uh, all this stuff happening. Well, people actually got up 
and left. <laughs> I mean, they were heading out to their to their properties, their land, and and, and flocks and and things yeah. like that. Oh so, crap! I mean, they're they're going out to save their animals and. Yeah, I got to get the horses exactly. back. In the and uh, <laughs> so people actually left and complained later, you know, when they found out that, I mean. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's so, great. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of, of that when I first started. But, yeah, I, I, at least it was somewhat. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, well, we'll see how this goes. You know, everybody was kind of indifferent to it. But. We did. The lucky intro, the, the it was we didn't do preseason. I did first game of the regular season, and it was a it was a dunk, but it was it had to be at least fifteen minutes before opener, so it was pregame. Oh wow! So they they <laughs> announced lucky, and I went out and did two or three dunks. Yeah, and the, the arena was right. not even and a so, quarter full. It was. I'm sure they were like, "Wait, did we miss something? What's that?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, what's going on? Did the game start already? The mascot's yeah. dunking already. Yeah, we missed something. Is it a six oh o'clock start? Gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, so they were trying to hide it. I think they were. They knew better than I did that this was. Yeah, this could be rough. But, uh, that was kind of like a soft opening type of thing. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it was. And at the time, Lucky was the only in-game entertainment asset there was. I mean, other than the jumbotron, but that's more functional for for that, right? For their purposes. Oh wow, lots of pressure. Dang. So, yeah, but it was, it oh, was a great sure. experience, though. <laughs> All over the board. So, yeah, and the, I only got booed off the oh, floor once. Only once. In my first yeah, two only years. One time. Yeah, I uh, I can count on two hands how many times I got booed off the floor. So. <laughs> oh no, kidding, man! You were really oh, swinging for gosh, the fences. Oh my gosh! Yes, I was doing. These huge things, and uh, yeah, I had a few good real fails that you know it was they were <laughs> bad. Awesome. But anyway, so so when you went to the Mavericks, um, how was that? You were what you were the dunking character. They didn't have champ at the time. Yeah, there was no champ, so I went to do Mavs man, and man, it was awesome because I, I could. It was real laid back, and if I wanted four timeouts in a game, I got them. I could do a dunk. I could do inflatable. I could do a cannon and a skit if I wanted. Um, in fact, you and I, we got our T-shirt cannon from you. Actually, I think we bought three yeah, or four probably. Yeah, that's right. Huh? That's right. That was, yeah. I made a few for that, you. So I got, yeah, you sure did. And, we, and the Celtics, in fact, we rented one from your borrowed one or something. Yeah, that and was that, back that was when great. I was making T-shirt cannons. Yeah, super super can does it all. <laughs> hey, I can uh, I can cover all, all all bases here. I can entertain and provide entertainers. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're, that was uh, and they were great, except when the uh, trigger froze, which would happen. There. That this CO two if it didn't yeah, freeze things. fast enough, and that would freeze. Uh, but, yeah, but that made for some great <laughs> memories too. Though. The uh, it's it's only the things that go yeah. bad that you remember. Yeah. Oh, I I did have That's, one go bad. Can I tell you real quick? I had. I was I shot uh, t-shirt cannons in my arena, and, and this is in the old arena. And oh, I shot it up in the stands. And uh, my brother and my nephew, my young nephew, were in the crowd that night. And so I was kind of shooting it over towards them. Well, <laughs> I had <laughs> I had the pressure turned up too high. Shot it. It go. I mean, it didn't even arc at all. It just Oh, <laughs> and uh, luckily I didn't hit anybody, but I, 
I hit the noise meter. <laughs> and back then, back oh then my there were gosh. light bulbs. <laughs> Man, I shattered <laughs> this this light board of all these with all these light bulbs and everything. It was a noise meter <laughs> and glass just showered on people. Oh my gosh. And then the <laughs> the t-shirt bounced down the steps and my nephew picked it up. He's like, yeah. No way. <laughs> you couldn't do that again. Exactly. With tries. That's, that's, I've had, I've had a couple interesting stories. One, I don't know if this tops that or not. Not, not, uh, nobody I knew picked a t-shirt up, but when we moved into the new arena, um, not long after our t-shirt timeout, the, the fire alarm went off in the building. Oh, geez. during the game and they began to empty the arena and they weren't sure why it happened. And they did their due diligence. And a couple of days later came to me and said that the fire alarm went off because the roof in the new building was pressure sensitive. And that I had put a bounce, a t-shirt. No. On the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was your fault. Yeah, that was, that was what they, yeah. I still think that's baloney, but they exactly. needed somebody to blame. But uh, yeah, so. Who can we point I'll the take finger it. at? Mascot. Yep. Mascot, every yeah. Every time. Yeah. So, see, I came here to perform as Mavs Man, and, and I really enjoyed it. It was great, but it's very limiting character because it's, you know, it's spandex. It's a superhero. So it was hard to – I played around with some different ideas. We had a what we called Fat Man, which is basically a sumo suit made of foam. So I'd go out every now and then as Fat Man instead of Mavs Man and do something silly, but it just didn't work. Um, I love the idea. So I – yeah, it was fun. I would do, I could do some dunk timeouts, just do a handful of things. And it, it, it was okay, but it's still, it's, you know, Mavs a, it's like Spider-Man, but a basketball version. So when you're rappelling or dunking, it was great. But, you know, not long after that, they stopped us from rappelling. Yeah, which was put a real so damper that, on a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, big time, especially if you couldn't do any, any skits and just weren't comedic. So I talked my boss into letting us create a second character. And started working with the same guy that I think designed uh, yeah. Rocky about uh, Tom Sapp. doing the second character. Yep. Yeah. From real characters. And uh, yeah, I worked with him a bunch on it and pitched it to the Mavericks. And my boss liked it. And we went forward with making the, the costume. And the idea was just to send it out there for the first game of that. Uh, that it was my third season with the Mavs and get uh, Mark Cuban's reaction. And he just said, eh, I like it. Cool. So. My job literally was hanging on the line at that point. If Mark didn't like it and said, what's that thing? Get that stupid thing out of here. Then I would have been gone. Which, you know, in, but in, fortunately, in my like, opinion, Mark Cuban is probably one of those guys that if you catch the wrong time, it's just, it's, it's just a flat no. You know, it's like, yeah. 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 And I don't know. It, it seems like things go uh, according to his mood. Am I right? Or probably I never pitched him any ideas directly. Um, the sense I got was that that probably is not, not, not uh, inaccurate, but, but I don't know. Cause I never, I've, I've talked to him several times and met him and he knows who I am, but like, like as far as business stuff at all, everything went through, you know, my boss and I, I don't know how they presented it to him, but it, it wouldn't well, surprise me. Frankly, I, I could be. I'll, I'm probably the same. My kids are that. They probably know when not to ask dad for. <laughs> That's a new true. Pair but of I, shoes. I see him as more like, you know, like just a snap. Don't even think about it. Type of decision. Bang. No, I don't like it. Uh, you know. Whereas yeah. I don't know. Most of us are like, 
Hey, uh, no, yeah, no, nah, nah, I don't think so. You know, whatever. I mean, yeah. I, you, know, you yeah. give some thought to it, whatever, but you know, like he was at a game one time. I mean, of course, he travels around with the uh, you know, Mavs a lot, but he was at a game one time and or he was coming to the game and we found that out. And I, I was like, you know what? Um, hey, I'm gonna see if uh, this guy will uh, cake me, you know, smash the cake <laughs> in my face. And they're like, mm-hmm. are you kidding? There is no way. I go, just let me, just let me try it. Just, you know, and uh, sure enough, <laughs> I went up to him um, before the game, just before the game. Okay. He, he's there. Like he went out just, I mean, it was, I had to make this super quick and uh, I don't know, maybe it was in the tunnel. I can't remember, but it was just prior to the game. And I said, Hey, you know, I'd like to, I'd like you to hit me with a cake tonight. You know, and uh, I told him quickly mm-hmm. how I would I set it. it up, how he would take the cake from me and smash it in my face instead of, you know, I was going to go out and act like I was going to put it in his face or whatever. And he was going to grab the cake and smash it in mine, you know, and um, uh-huh. yeah, I and uh, you know, the timing was right for it for me to take a fall and, you know, all that stuff. It was, you know, sometimes and it's sometimes what I do. So uh, it all worked or whatever. And he was like, yeah, I'm in. You know, he's like, of course, That's if awesome. the game is at a point where, you know, one of our players just got ejected or something like that. He's like, no, I mean, I go, look, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm well aware of, of circumstances like that. So yeah, if it's prime, we'll do it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was prime and yeah, he pulled it off. Great. Smashed me with a great. So, but that's awesome. And he probably yeah, ended up on sports did. center, but I've, I went, <laughs> yeah. I've gone to him since then. And, uh, it was like, he had never even done that. It was just like, no, what do you know? Huh? You know, it's like, huh. <laughs> yeah. it was like he forgot or, or he forgot well, what like, it was or whatever. And, and I, right. Like an ex-girlfriend who doesn't even remember you, but, but, but we had a moment. We run sports center together. Mark. Mark, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've had, uh, I did one skit with him. Here it was the mind reader skit with and and he was the payoff and the 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 bit was all songs, so I think we did put me in coach for the opposing team uh, a cheerleader and it was just crickets, and we did a couple others oh uh, I'm too sexy with a shirt with the referees and then I pointed at Mark and it was money 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 and the and the oh place my came gosh, that's brilliant yeah it, it was it was great so we thought we would do another one a couple weeks later with movie titles and. You know, our game log is sort of set in stone. So we, you know, there, there's no flexibility. <laughs> when the timeout came, the opposing team had just gone on like a 10 to 12 run and there was some bad call or something. So I'm marching on the court with my mind reading prop and uh, Jeremy, the game ops guys in the corner going, Mark's out, Mark's out, Mark's <laughs> out. So I'm out there with a skit with no ending. It was just, it was uh, agonizing. That's when it's like, okay, I'm already out here. Do I continue? Or do I just walk off? Mm-hmm. Yeah, although we did pull off with Mark, what, what is still thought of in Dallas is the greatest uh, uh, April Fool's oh, prank of all time. So my buddy Ted, you know Ted Avatrea, yeah. he's oh, champ yeah. now. Great guy. At the yeah, at the time he was rowdy from the Cowboys, and and Ted, and I love Ted. He and I have been buddies forever, going back to my Celtics days. Ted was my stripping <laughs> referee usually. <laughs> so. We thought we would do on April Fools instead of the stripping ref, we would have Cuban and the referee get in a fight. So the timeout goes, 
and well, back up a little bit before the game, we go and kind of play it out with Mark and Mark says, yeah, this is great. You know, let it rip, you know, shove me. Don't go, don't go easy. And he's talking and they talk through it. He said, let's really scrap out there. All right. I'll see you out on the court. And Mark just walks out and I'm going, wait, we got no ending. How, how are we going to end this? Cause you can't just fight and then stop fighting. <laughs> so yeah, <I> know. <laughs> everybody's going to be scratching yeah. their head. Like who what? knows where this is going? Yeah, what the? This is stupid. Are you gonna shake hands or hug after? I have no idea. But the timeout goes. Ted's in place, and Mark starts jawing at him. And it was funny because there was no bad call. It was just a random, you know, first time out of the second quarter, probably. And Ted played it great. He's stoned, just sitting there ignoring Mark for a while. Mark got to where it couldn't be ignored. And then Mark comes over and shoves him, and the whole arena just goes silent. And Ted steps back. It pops Cuban back, and next thing you know, they're scrapping. Um, within four seconds, the backup center, Evan Eschmeyer, and one of the coaches, uh, Del Harris, come out and what? separate them. Was that and, yeah. <laughs> No, that part was not yes. planned at all. Yeah, he separated them. The, there was just this silence over the whole arena, and then the audience, uh, well, the, um, the bench, they were just shocked. And this was, Cuban was there maybe two years at the time possibly three so he still had that reputation this rogue owner who kind of did right. his own thing right. still oh, does, yeah. I suppose. but back but, then man it was that was fresh it was, <laughs> yeah it was really fresh it, it was and then a banner scrolled across the jumbotron said uh happy april fools from mark cuban and the dallas mavericks huge it was, <laughs> the, that is huge yeah it, was, yeah it was huge yeah on the april fools they the news outlets will still show highlights of that every now and then <laughs> Man. No, but that is huge. I don't. I can't believe I've never seen that. Oh, I'm gonna look that up. I'll try to find some video and get it to you. Yeah, it's it was great. Yeah, Mark Cuban, Mavericks, April Fools. Oh, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. I'm gonna somewhere. look that up. That is awesome. Yeah. Oh man, that yeah, is an good owner that I that went... would do anything with me would be amazing. Jeez, that guy's just a character yeah, it... himself. Love it. Yeah, it was, it was great. Although I was tasked, my locker room's across from the referee, so I had to go in pregame and tell the refs what was going on. No, they did not like the idea of, uh, of physical violence between the referees and, and anybody else. So I came in armed with Beanie Babies and T-shirts <laughs> and an autographed jersey from Dirt. The, the works. Of course, they still didn't yeah, care. of course. I mean, they, of course, the referees are not going to like anything like that. Um, and, yeah, it was so good you had a plant that you didn't even try to get a real referee in on that yeah me i would have been thinking yeah, oh, i'll get a real yeah. referee I'll, I'll get somebody <laughs> i'm sure they'll do that so i'm yeah dick bavetta would have D- dick, dick bavetta, bavetta would have yes man that guy's a legend I, he was he front flip over him one time i was flipping over dancers and he's like hey uh and he runs and he kneels down and at the end of the dancers to he just jumps in there and i'm like whoa 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 I that's run over awesome and I'm like, hey uh, dick i appreciate this man but <laughs> could you come around to the front of the line you know <laughs> i don't want to land on you man. <laughs> get up he got up and yeah. moved to the front that's that's I, I love that guy he my first season in boston which was 98 i think he he would. I would always go talk to the referees before the game because I wanted to build a relationship with him. And uh, um, he kept telling me, this is my last season. If I'm here for the last game, I want you to roll out the trampoline because I'm going to try a dunk. And he must have told me that 20 times. <laughs> and it was, it was, but it was never his last season. I think oh, I left yeah. before he did. 
Man, he he was still going. Uh, I can't remember what his last year was, but you know, we had a uh, a fan that was um, confined to a wheelchair, uh, and uh, his name was John Mumford. And uh, uh, shout out to him and his family. He passed away a few years ago, but every time Dick Pavetta oh, would uh, um, come to town, um, John would you know he'd say, "Hey, man." He says, "Hey, can you run out and and uh, uh, tell Dick hello for me?" And sure enough, at some point, if it wasn't pregame, it was during the game. He'd walk off uh, over to the corner and, uh, you know, behind front row, right in the corner by the tunnel, walk over, shake John's hand. So that's cool. Yeah, he was. I I, I love that guy. I was I used to I wanted to get his his uh, home info one time. So I went into his to the locker room before the game and said, Hey Dick, you have a card. Cause I wanted his business card. Cause I thought I'd send him a Christmas card or something. And he pulled out a basketball card and autographed it and handed it to me. <laughs> that, like that guy's class. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love him. He had it with him. He had a, like a, like a tops card. It wasn't a tops. He had had it made. He's, he's a, carried he's it with a him. character. In his life. And he got it, man. That's it's entertainment. Yeah. It's entertainment. Yeah. Hey, let me, uh, let me, let me break here for a second. And then uh, I want to come back. Uh, with a couple stories, I need to take a uh, commercial break here. Commercials. Look at me with commercials. All right. Wow. Okay. Hey, I want to pause here and tell you a bit more about our sponsor, Alinko Costumes. Alinko is family owned and operated. Their first pro costume was the San Diego Chicken. <laughs> and their first NBA costume was the Phoenix Suns Gorilla. Alinko's history dates back 100 years, and now they make over 1,000 mascots a year, including high school, college, corporate, and pro teams. Needless to say, they know their stuff. They also stand by their work with the best warranty in the business. I swear I've called Jill at all times of the day, and she always answers. Alinko has earned my business, so I recommend you go where the pros go, alinkocostumes.com. Now, back to this episode. All right, we're back. So, you know, tell me a little bit about uh, some of the other stuff that you were able to do in Dallas. Was it, you know, did you do a lot of charity, charity work? Did you do, you know, uh, I mean, what were some of the, some of those like? The appearances outside of games, it's, man, we've done run the gamut when I was, when I was with the Mavs. We, you know, mostly it was probably school assemblies. In our area, we do, we, we did it. I don't know, 150 Holy maybe cow. per year of different schools. That is a ton. Yeah, it was. That is a ton. That's a school program right there. Yeah, it, man. Yeah, it's it's a lot. In fact, I still do a lot of school assemblies so, to this so, day. What are you doing now? Yeah, I've got in I'm here in Dallas. I have a team called Team Big Air, and it's an acrobatic slam dunk basketball show. We do actually a lot of state fairs. Uh, we're going to the Alabama National Fair in a few weeks. We did Illinois State Fair. We did State Fair of Texas a whole bunch. But here locally, we do school assemblies, and it, there's, it, it's been great. We do, I, I don't know, 50 to 60 a year what? maybe uh, for Team Baguere, and I've got uh, a team of – I've got three inflatable characters, and the show's called Showstoppers, and we've done this for fairs as well. I've got a 10-foot inflatable monkey called Mojo. We've got a pig, Iggy the pig that can eat people, and it's basically – it's like an NBA timeout. It's like the all-star break, like, like a timeout during the all-star game with the inflatables, except it's 20 minutes long. And there's some s- skits in the middle. And it's just, it's a ton of fun. People love those things. They've never seen them wow. before. You've really just taken what and your we, talents are and you just, just, you just keep morphing. 
I'm trying. You got, I got a mortgage and four kids. You got to figure out a way a wife. <laughs> yes, you do. It is rise and grind. <laughs> and right? I don't, when I left the Mavs, I, I thought that I was done performing. I really thought I'm done with this. I was uh, a little bit burnt out maybe. And I thought I'm never going to miss it. And uh, it didn't take long before I realized I missed it a lot. I tried getting a regular job. So I went, I went on five job interviews for like corporate jobs. And, uh, and I thought I would have been pretty, pretty good at each one of them. Two of them told me I was overqualified, <laughs> which is strange. They never had a real job. <laughs> two of them, two of the people were like huge Mavericks fans. In fact, one of them had a team signed ball in his office and he asked me to autograph the ball. And, uh, the, the conversation never deviated from the Mavericks <laughs> after that. So I, I, I never even heard back whether I got the job or not. And then the, the fifth one, the guy was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense at all. How did you get this interview? It was one of my, one of my skills is I'm, I, I think I've, I'm too dumb to know when I probably shouldn't be doing something. So I'll just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. And most reasonable people would have given up. Uh, yeah. Definition of insanity is or something like that or – yeah, 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 yeah. Expect yeah. different results. Yeah, exactly. But I'll chip away a little bit, a little bit of time. And to be honest, with I started doing school shows and I did some dunk shows at churches. And if I hadn't had the credibility of having performed in the NBA for, you know, 14, 15 years, uh, it would have, there was a lot of doors that were opened up, you know, having yeah. that. Yeah that wouldn't have been otherwise. Well, that's great. And the fact that you were such a good performer and well-known and, and uh, have the, uh, the NBA on your resume, that type of thing and, and everything. Um, yeah. Fortunately, it holds a lot of weight for, for future things. And that's what I'm finding, uh, you know, doing yeah. this podcast and everything. That's, uh, a lot of people have just, um, you know, gone to the next thing. And, you know, for myself, I, I think about that all the time. You know, how am I going to do, I, I've done this for 30 years. Uh, well, I've done my character for 30 oh, yeah. years, but I've been a mascot since 1982, wow. you know? And so wow. it's like, well, this is just what I 82. do. This is like in my it's... DNA or this is in my, you know, this is just yeah. what I do. When, what do I do when I'm done? And uh, hopefully I'll have some people that I'll be able to, you know, call on to, uh, to help me out or whatever. I've got a lot. I shouldn't really, you know, lean on that much. And I don't because I have, uh, you know, I have some other things going on and, and whatever but but you know it's a weird situation moving on and um I, i'm facing yeah soon. it's really weird in general the mascot jobs the nba pay pretty well and if you're not well prepared to transition it's you know you are facing the prospect of having a gigantic yeah. pay cut real quick and it's tough but for you've been smart about your character because it's not you're such a quality entertainer you don't have to you don't have to do any stunts you don't need to spend another moment on an air <laughs> ramp or a mini tramp ever again if you don't want well, to. Well, I've just I've kind of morphed that all as well. You know, trying to keep myself from injuries and stuff, but yet yeah. still try and do big stuff. You know, that's that's mm -hmm. that's kind of how I've you know, geared myself or re-geared myself. You know, over the years. Um, but I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I, I I'm hopefully working smarter, not harder. You know. Yeah, that's well, and being in good shape, which you are and always have been, helps well, a ton. I keep shrinking, so. You know, I'm carrying around less, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that helps, right? which is not the norm for most people yeah, as they get past good. 40. Well, but uh, hey, by the way, speaking of size and everything, man, last time I saw you, you were jacked. Gosh, you're a you're a Atlas. You're a bodybuilding <laughs> machine, aren't you? I, I, I'm, I'm trying. 
it's uh, it's funny because when I started in 2000, I had this weird, like I said before, I sometimes don't know when to quit. I decided that I wanted to enter a bodybuilding competition at some point, like before I turned 40, I think I was 28 at the time. And I just started training like a madman. Um, and I got to work with our strength and conditioning coach because none of the players like to lift weights in the NBA, I found out. So I got to spend a lot of time. <laughs> it was great. So I started trying to bulk up and bulk up. And uh, man, when I stopped performing and stopped burning thousands and thousands of calories a week, I, I started gaining like crazy. It was like my body was in sort of hyper absorption mode for proteins and and I, I had a friend who was really into bodybuilding and started the, the nutrition program is the hardest part eating uh, the way. And I, I'm not even close. I mean, I weigh 202, not like these heavyweight bodybuilders. Those guys are giants. But the, the, the eating was by far the, the hardest part. But also I was I felt like if you're doing stunts, the more muscle you have, the more resilient you're going to be. You have to be flexible and you've got to be strong. And you can withstand a pretty bad crash as long as you're strong. Right. And, and you know what is, is lately I've been doing uh, a lot of kickboxing and my core is uh-huh. probably the best it's ever been. My back is, is as good as it's wow. ever been. Honestly, I have recovered quicker from falls and, and, and things like that. And yeah, I don't know how many times I, I would crash and twice I've blackened both of my eyes with my knees because I fell, you know, I fell forward. And pretty much, we call it tacoed, just oh, folded in ow. half. And so, <laughs> but man, if I wasn't flexible, this would be really bad. That's one thing I have to work on is my All I have is two black eyes. Yeah. The, the kickboxing is a great way to do it. You've got to be nimble. Yeah. and Yeah. You know, Jeff, if, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, how do they do that? How do they get a hold of your, your group and, and, and hire you for a show? The company, there's well, two websites, teambegair.com, T-E-A-M. B-I-G-A-I-R.com. Teambigair.com is the name of That's the, the dunk show. And my company's called Champion Factory. And it's championfactory.net is the website. And that's, uh, I've gotten the, the opportunity to do a lot of speaking engagements. And, man, I love doing those. That's one of my favorite things to do. Is just get a chance to come up and tell just crazy stories. Because the if, if I ever had a book, it would be called uh, Stranger Than Fiction. Because as a mascot, you get your life it's kind of proof that truth is strange. That is a very good title. That uh, would be very fitting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's uh, and it's just, man, it's been a blessing. It's just, it's hard to believe sometimes because people, I'm sure they've asked you, how did you get oh, all the time, every day, the, being a mascot? And I, and I, I used to think about it all the time. How did I get into this? And if you try to explain like the road, it just doesn't seem it's it, it, people lose interest but it it really feels to me like it like the mascot world found me i didn't really find it like somehow you just wound up there i woke up one morning with the costume in the corner of the room having to go perform at a game that night thinking how did this happen <laughs> yeah and you know for me it's just the norm it's just it you know for yeah. me i've been doing it so long it's just the norm it's just what i do and it's just it's funny because i i you know people ask me do you get nervous still and I really do. But at the same time, I know, like, I'm almost more comfortable in costume than I am, you know, speaking or, or you know, doing anything else, really. I mean, I, I feel like I'm a success there. Pretty much I lack in every other area of my life, you know. But <laughs> Well, you, uh, if uh, I, I, I think you're the best that, that I've ever oh, seen well, do it. That's very generous. You, you, you've got to. Yeah, you've got a knack for it. 
in fact, it gets frustrating because even your even your mess ups end up on the news somewhere. <laughs> Every season, I'd be somewhere, and somebody would say something. Did you hear about? And I thought, not again. What is? <laughs> it was. You just got this knack for great ideas and great timing. It's uh, it's evidence that there's some people have callings, and if you can match the calling with the person, and things just happen. And I think you're that the living uh, example of that. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Uh, makes my day. Yeah. Well, I miss you being in the league, man. I miss seeing you all the time at the different mascot things and keep rocking and rolling. You're a, you're a machine and uh, got such great talent. You guys, honestly, I've seen this guy work. So if you do have a need for a dunk team, a show, uh, you know, something like some entertainment, get a hold of, of Jeff, man. He's just, a, you know, salt of the earth, good guy, good family man. So. Uh, Jeff, I'm going to wrap this up, man, but uh, I so appreciate you coming on Between the Fur. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate being on. I, uh, this, is, this is awesome. What a blast. Hey, have a great day. Love you. Tell your family hi for me. I will. Uh, Thanks, brother. Right, Love you, too. Bye-bye. See ya. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. So if you like this, go ahead and subscribe. A lot of people listen and they don't subscribe. So go ahead, subscribe. Share this as well because it's the best podcast in the world, right? Also, join us on Facebook because we're putting out a lot of mascot stuff all the time on there. So Between the Fur on Facebook. Thanks. Peace.